And today we have a great, great guest and friend today, Daniel Morris. Daniel, thanks for being on the show today, brother. Awesome to be here. Awesome. So excited for today and talk a little bit about music. Uh, And I'll tell you a little bit more, not not too much detail, but obviously I have a little bit of music background. And I think that music is one of those tools that God has provided that's just, it brings a lot of joy and it can bring a lot of peace, right? So we'll talk more about that. One thing I want to mention about Daniel and just a little background for those of you who may not know about Daniel. Daniel is, uh, he's been playing the viola for over 21 years. Uh, so in my opinion, man, that's, he's a stud. He's been playing that instrument for a long time. Uh, he's also, uh, he plays at, he serenades, he plays at weddings, uh, in a bunch of different venues. Uh, one of the things I want to encourage my followers is, and the viewers today, is follow him on Instagram. He's on Instagram, and his Instagram is at Daniel Morris Music, at Daniel Morris Music. Yeah. And his website is danielmorrismusic.com. He's also on TikTok, so yeah. we'll plug in all the uh, links and all that information towards the end of the episode. But I'm excited, Daniel. Thank you for being here again. Absolutely. Uh, one thing, I, Another thing I want to mention about Daniel is that you have a twin brother. And your twin brother also plays the violin, is that correct? He plays violin. Actually. He plays the violin. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty no, that's okay. <laughs> so when you guys, um, and, and we'll get more into the details of that, when you guys play together, because you do play together at times, yeah. you're playing the viola, yeah. and he's playing the violin, is that correct? Yes, Very cool. Okay, cool. And then well, I do have a question about the viola and the violin, if you can give us a little bit of a background on that and the differences and all that. Oh, yeah. So let's dive right into it, Daniel. Sure. Um, and one thing I want to mention, too, is the way I met Daniel was actually through Instagram. Yeah. I was on Instagram, and I saw this, you know, tall, skinny, white guy playing this <laughs> instrument. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is amazing. The sound was just great. And I said, you know what? Uh, COVID uh, just hit. And I thought, this would be an opportunity for me to reach out to this guy and maybe see if he's willing to pay, play for my wife. Yeah. And you came out, man, and I appreciate you. My wife loved it. We all loved it. And she was so emotional and she was crying and it was just a great thing. And, uh, cool. and, 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 and the occasion was, I just wanted to bring a little bit of joy. Yeah. And I know music does that. So I, I appreciate you coming out and doing that for us. Yeah, uh, and we were, we were like, oh my gosh, Daniel's the greatest <laughs> at that point, right? So thank you, brother. Uh, but yeah, kind of diving into the questions. Yeah. Uh, first question is, how old were you when you began to play the viola? So I was 13 when I started on viola. I started wow. piano first, actually, yeah. so when I was six years old. Yeah. So I kind of taught myself piano. Wow. And um, yeah, but viola was there when I was 13. From, so from six to 13, you played piano. Yeah. Uh, self-taught, you say. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, wow, that's I didn't know that. And then at 13, how did that come about with the viola? Was it was it an inspiration? Was it you were looking to do something else outside of piano? I I just loved music so much. Yeah. I, I wanted to play another instrument. You yeah. Know, besides piano. Yeah. And I, I saw his, I think it was a string quartet play at church, and it really caught my attention. I was like, man, I want to. I'm really interested in strings. Yeah. And so I originally wanted to play cello, actually, when I when we were when I was first starting, and we weren't we didn't have a lot of money at the time. Right? Cellos are expensive. Taylor's a little more expensive to rent. We started out renting it. Oh, yeah. So, um, parents were like, that's too expensive. <laughs> now, so, I'm curious if your brother at the time, did he have, did he play the piano or did he? Did, he? Yeah, we both started at the same time. Wow. So, you guys kind of both did it really uh, self taught, I would say, right? Yeah, we just. Um, and then from there, did he, did he started, was he interested in, in, in learning an, a string instrument at right around the same time, you think? Same time. It's a we, twin thing then. Yeah, we were both inspired, I think, at the same time. That's like, awesome. We, we, we both done music, like, wow. simultaneously our yeah. whole lives. Like, 
That's yeah, cool. teacher. Yeah, that makes sense. And then did he pick the viola at the time, or did he decide to go with no, he, really, he really wanted violin. Okay, that, that so he was, was set on that. That was his choice. And then, you know, when I was, um, cello wasn't an option. I was yeah. like, uh, viola is so similar to cello because it's just tuned an octave higher. Oh, I didn't know that. similarities to cello. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was like, man, this is kind of similar, so I'll just do that. Yeah. I'm really happy I did because I do so much traveling and stuff. And yes. Cello to take around is really harder. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I know what a cello looks like, and that yes. would be harder to carry around. Like, carry we need a band or something, or something. Yeah. Uh, for that, that point. Although, a cool, cool instrument. My, my brother actually uh, self taught the cello. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's cool. kind of interesting. Yeah. It's a cool instrument. I love it. Uh, okay, cool. So, my next question to you is. Uh, and this is probably a question you get a lot, I would think. Uh, what's the difference between the, and it's viola, not viola, right? Yes. <laughs> what's the difference between the viola and the violin? So the violin is, is like the, the soprano of the string family. Oh. Uh, the, the viola is the alto, so it's tuned. Perfectly tuned, makes sense. Yeah, tuned a fifth lower. Yeah. And it's a, it's a little bigger body, so it does have a little like deeper, richer tone than violin. Yes. Violin's kind of more of a sweeter, higher pitch. Yes. Viola's like more mellow, kind of alto range. So it's it's definitely you know you can hear the difference. A lot of people don't notice the difference unless you see it side by side. But yeah, I was gonna say. So I'm assuming when you play with your brother, it's beautiful harmony then, yeah, because you've got the 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 the, the lead or the soprano sounding uh, instrument, and then you have the, the sort of the the harmony, the the, the alto, right? So it's, yeah. it's it's gotta blend beautifully, I think. Yeah, really, it, it works well. And for awesome. for the pop stuff, I feel like viola is really good because you know vocal range like the. The violin is a little higher, so yeah. to to adapt it to like pop stuff is yeah, you, you do it, but viola is just like perfect. Right, like, right in the money. Yeah, yeah, right in the money. That's awesome. And uh, third question for you, my friend, is how do you define music, and how has music changed your life, changed changed your life, or, or affected or improved it, influenced it? Yeah, yeah. I think music is is so powerful. It's, mm. it's really just magical to to make people feel something through mm. music. Yeah, I think. Truly, like, I mean, a lot of people can play and play, you know, how to play really technically and play well. But I think when you can make somebody feel something, that's when you really, music, like, you've done your job with music. And I yeah. feel like, for me, like, when, I, when I'm when i in the moment with, when I'm playing for somebody and I, I feel that, that magic and that connection happening, and I feel, I see them and I feel them feeling the music, like, I, as you can't explain it. It's just, like, it's magical. Yeah. Yeah, it's really... I know what you're talking about because I, I was blessed and lucky to have you playing for my wife, and it, and it it's really hard to put into words. Almost, I would say, yeah. the the uh, raw emotions, right? When you see someone, just like like honestly, I, when I thought of having you come over, I didn't realize how emotional my wife was going to get. Yeah, I mean, it was a deeper emotion. It was a happiness. It was a joy. And I almost wanted to ask, and I think I did uh, ask her, I said, uh, toward the end when you had left and everything, I said, yeah. you cried a lot. I said, well, was that tears of joy or what was it? And of course they were, they were tears of joy. Yeah. And it was just like one of the best things she's ever experienced. We, so at the time, I think a couple of years ago, almost, we've been married for 13 years. We're almost 15 years now. Yeah. But she said, that was, if not the best thing you've ever done since we've been married, pretty darn close to it. Wow. So and it just gives you an idea of that, that magic that you talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. Now, did the pandemic change your music business? And what I mean by that is, because I really don't know how, and I know you mentioned three years ago you were kind of busy with, and we'll talk more about this a little bit later, but you were in a Super Bowl ad, 
which is yeah. pretty cool for Dodge, right? Yeah. But but then um, when COVID hit, did that? How did that change your business or, or just the way you went about playing your your instrument? Yeah, it really changed it. And mm. I, at first, I was really scared. Like I yeah. was like, man, like I don't know if I can continue to, to make a living doing music. Right. But with my bigger bigger gigs being just gone, like everybody canceled. Like right. Like I, you know, I had a lot of corporate. Events, bigger weddings, and yeah. book, and everything. Mike's just like calling us, sorry, like <laughs> can't do it. So I was like, man, what am I gonna do? And I had, I had like two weeks after lockdown, I had this client reach out and say, hey, can you play for my, for my boss, like outside her window? It's her birthday, and we don't have anything, can't do anything, you know? Like, and <laughs> right. I was like, everyone's locked down. Yeah. Yes. I was like, that's kind of like, man, like I, I almost said no because I was like. So I've never done anything like it. It's like kind of weird. Like it's everybody's locked down. Like, yeah. Um, and I, I told my wife, should I could, I said, should I go do it? And she's like, yeah, why not? Like, I was desperate for a job, so yeah. I, I just went and did it. So took some video, and and people just like we post it online. People just love the idea of it. So that kind of that started the whole like Saturday thing that I did wow. with my wife, and that just like blew up and went viral. I was going to ask you if that's what started it, or if you hadn't done it before. Because quite honestly, and it's so, so in a weird way, we can thank that situation, COVID, yeah, for the most recent success that you've had really? with yeah. with doing. Because now, you know, we're at the point I think now where you feel comfortable uh, and your clients feel comfortable to have you present at the venue because that takes it to another level. I mean, yeah. I think if you serenade someone, you know, they're maybe you know they you open the windows, but they're in an enclosed building, you're still going to get that emotion. But I think having you your presence there is it just takes it to a different level. Yeah. So, but it's pretty interesting to see that how after COVID, uh, in my opinion, you you've done phenomenal with that. With, with being able to, you know, again, I I understand the concerns with hey, what's going to happen with you know the the income? Yeah, right. If everyone's canceling on me, yeah. So you figured out how to you know go back out there and, and make some money in the yeah, earnings. So that's that, awesome. That, that pivot and like yeah. honestly the, yeah. the the last two years with COVID. Like yeah. it's been my best years. That's yeah, amazing. Years. So I mean, yeah. For me, it's been like the biggest blessing. Like yeah. it's it's took it, like you said, like taking my career to the to a different level. Like it, it really it changed everything for me. And a lot of our viewers are entrepreneurs and business people. Or if you work a, a nine to five, you're you know yeah. you're, you're still you know you can realize and understand what he's talking about. I mean, think about it. If if your business takes that kind of hit, yeah. and now you're concerned with, hey, how do I you know, meet ends meet. How do I bring home the the bacon home? And and so what you did was you were able to take a bad situation and turn turn it into a really good. I mean, you just said, you know, Daniel just mentioned how the last two years have been great for him, and that's just a just a little commercial, a little just a little uh, thing I want to add that you know you can take a bad situation and it looks dark and heavy, and you're thinking, oh man, how am I going to get out of this? And then all of a sudden, an idea comes, and you you know you just you, you sow the seed. Yeah. And it just started growing, right? And that's amazing. Yeah. I love hearing that. It forced me to like yeah. be creative and mm. pushed me to a different level because I, you know, I was kind of getting really comfortable with the mm. events and like yeah. everything. It was like, man, like, how can I take it to a different level? Like, what, what can I do to like, you know, yeah. change? You know, I can go farther. And then the pandemic happened and made me like really think outside the box. That's awesome. Out of desperation. <laughs> well, and, and and so that's again a testament to. When, when, you know, when you have a little bit of pressure, you yeah. know, and like, I love that what you said, it, it, you were comfortable, but you started thinking more creative. Yeah. And that's what music is. It's creativity, right? And so 
your, your creative juices started flowing and you said, okay, let me, let me just try this. Yeah. And even in that, I think it speaks to even when, you know, you you ask your spouse and said, Hey, should I do this? You, you, there was still some doubt there, Yeah. but I'm so honestly, I'm happy that she encouraged you. And then you guys went ahead with it because it's yeah. been awesome. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. I love hearing that. Uh, what's your, this is a, like a fun question to me. What, cause I, I know you play the viola, but what's Daniel Morris's favorite music genre? Favorite music. Ah, man, I, I feel like I, I really like the pop stuff on you. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's pretty simple and you know, it's, it's, everybody knows it. It's really, you know, something people can relate to. Right. And like for me, I play, I play that the most. So I feel like I, I listen to that the most to yeah. try to, to make my own versions of, of stuff like that. So I, I love seeing people connect to something that they really are familiar with. Yeah, it, makes I don't know. It, it adds a different element to the to the music. If I was playing classical or something like, I mean, people I think it's pretty good, but when it's something they know and they recognize, it it makes them feel something even more. And I'm sure there's a place for the classical or uh, different genres, right? Yeah. But I love the fact that you you sort of cater to your clients. That's yeah. a very smart move, right? Because you don't want to play something like you said that's not going to connect all the way. And, and, and quite yeah. honestly, I mean, I remember the songs, uh, the, the list of choices, or even, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you even asked me, which songs do you want me to play? Yeah. And I mean, I threw some, uh, you know, kind of variety of stuff, and you, I think you played it all, yeah. which is pretty impressive, man. So I appreciate that. Yeah. That's cool. I, learned, I learned the catering, mm -hmm. like, and, and paying attention to, like, what the clients want at the pier, Santa Monica Pier, when I street performing. Oh, like, wow. When I first started out about seven years ago, when I came to LA. Wow. Like, you know, I... I, I had to like figure out quickly like what made money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was playing stuff, and, and I noticed really quickly that people connected to the pop, and that's wow. what they made. That's what they tip for. Yeah. So, so I like really kind of like, like try write that down. Yeah. CD like really quickly. A, oh, that's a cover awesome. album. You know. Yeah. Of, of stuff like that, and that went really well. Wow. So I, like, I mean, I learned a lot out there on the street yeah. for me, like about See, I, business and like, yeah. and and how to how to how to make make it boots on the ground you, you 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 came here from a different state and you yeah. said i'm just gonna go out and play yeah that's awesome and then you figured out your clientele you were like okay this is working this isn't working yeah. it's a great story i didn't even know that you were that that's kind of how you started here yeah that's how it started oh wow came came with a dream and made it made yeah. so far it's, it's working that's awesome um now do you play any other instruments and what instruments would you like to learn to play if you don't play any other instruments currently? i know you play the piano is this something you still you're still playing every now, now and then, or yeah, I play, I play um, quite a bit. Oh, you but do. I, I don't yeah. play, if, I don't play for gigs, honestly, because it's just you know, yeah. hooking all around playing piano. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. But um, yeah, yeah, I like when I'm recording my original stuff and and writing original stuff. I, I really play a lot and, and uh, use piano a lot and, and that type of stuff. I feel like, yeah. and I I love piano. But That's awesome. I would like to play guitar. I feel like. I, I've kind of dabbled in it a little bit, but it's it's quite a bit different than, than violin. Sure, it's the tuning and stuff, so it's it's not as easy as you would think to like switch over from yeah. violin to guitar. But right, I, I really like guitar. I wish I was better at it. And, but you can play it a little. I can play like some chords and kind of. Something tells me you're just being humble about it, and then you pull out a guitar and you're just gonna go <laughs> yeah, rock out. Man, right? <laughs> just like the basics, right? That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. No, and and I think you know I don't know if this translates. You know, people have said that if you learn like three languages, it gets easier to learn the fourth and the fifth. Yeah. And I think that's true. And I don't know if that's true with music. If you learn, say, two or three instruments, if that fourth and fifth uh, gets easier to learn. I, I, I would say, 
Yeah, so like just like languages, right? If you pick up three or four languages, it's easier to learn the next one. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same in, with music. If you learn, say, three instruments, and if it gets easier to learn a fourth or a fifth, I don't know. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? I think it pro it does a little bit. I mean, yeah. I noticed you know even with with starting on piano and then and then going to viola, like doing the piano first really helped me yeah. to be able to to catch on quicker to viola. Nice. Knowing the basics of, of music and yeah. stuff. So I think it definitely yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a musician, in my opinion. I mean, I could play a little piano. I picked up the trombone. I feel like it was, I don't know why. It was just there. It was available during band class, and the trombone was available. But I did. Here's what I did do, because I, other than those two instruments, I don't play any other instruments. Yeah. And quite honestly, the trombone, I haven't played it since like seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> so it's been a long time. But what it did was it started uh, a music background in me. In other words, I do believe, and we'll talk more about this because I have a question about music and and uh, the creative side and the emotional side of music. And that's why I wanted to have you on this episode because I think music is big in our family and it's big in, in my household. Yeah. Um, and what started it was, uh, there was uh, in junior high, um, I had a, a band teacher, right, who kind of inspired me. She was, uh, she taught piano, but I didn't have that piano question. So I was just in her band class. Yeah. So I remember thinking, man, I, I kind of have an interest in learning piano. And so I went to her and she said, you can come during your breaks if you want, right? Yeah. During your lunch break. And I'm like, well, should I miss my lunch hour and go? But I want it so bad because I didn't, much like you, we couldn't afford a piano, yeah. not even a keyboard. So uh, growing up in LA, right? So I, uh, I remember I would take, for about a year, I took my lunch hour and I would go play the piano and I just started practicing. And she was there most of the time. She would help me and teach me a few things. But what that did was it started again with, I don't, I don't, I think that was the beginning. If I could go back in time, that was when my music, love for music, if you will, started. Yeah. Because there was an instrument. You're going to laugh at this, but while my friends were listening, and I grew up in the 90s, so we're talking mid 90s, right? While all my friends were listening to hip hop and rap and yeah. Tupac and Snoop Dogg, I was listening to like Beethoven. Yeah. And I, I kid you not, Ludwig van Beethoven. And I was listening to Amadeus Mozart. And Johann Sebastian Bach. And I was interested. I was kind of a nerd in that area because music changed my course. I was so in tune with music that I wanted to learn that stuff, that the old stuff, if you will. And yeah. uh, and I had no interest in the other stuff. Just I wanted to learn music that bad. And I started reading. And I don't know if that makes sense or not, but uh, yeah, that's I, kind of my background. The same, same way. Like yeah. I, when I was growing up, and I, I only did classical pretty much. Yeah. I just recently, you know, when I came to LA, you know, Little story like a year before that, like started branching out into the pop stuff. Ah. But the classical like really gave me a good base of you know sure. all, the, all the technique and, and yeah. everything with that like it has to be spot on. It, it does, and, and, and if you and if you're you're like thinking, yeah, I'm never gonna listen to classical, just listen to songs. Here's here's one that I'll give someone who says, no, I'm not into that. Listen to something like the Flight of the Bumblebee. Yeah, what an amazing song, right? Yeah. I I can hear that. On repeat, just it's amazing the way those sound. And if I'm not mistaken, for the flight of the bumblebee, they use a violin, right? Uh, or, I think it's, it's maybe trumpet of original. I don't remember what it's originally, but I think I've seen it with like a violin, yeah, some some strings, a lot of different. But there is different instruments because they there's piano too yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but it's amazing. <laughs> Going on to my next question, um, I know that Instagram has been a huge platform for you. Uh, you currently have, I think, last I checked, sixty thousand followers on there. Um, which is awesome. Uh, what plans do you have for the future? 
and let's say in five to ten years, like those goals that you might have, like where do you see yourself in five to ten years in terms of your music career? I feel like I really, you know, I, I really have do, do have done well in like the events and, and private events and stuff, and that's been that's been keeping me, you know, quite busy, busy and everything. <laughs> I would I'd like to branch out into doing more like concerts, honestly, like you know where people just come to a show. Yeah, kind of like um. I, like I the Hollywood Bowl? Yeah. So like I kind of have this idea of, um, it's kind of been in my mind for a while, ever since I kind of um, really started doing music as a career. Yeah. And I really like the idea of like um, doing a concert out in like nature and like wow. just a natural place and like having a, a full blown concert. Yeah. And I, I kind of like experiment with the idea a little bit. Like I did a, a, a mountaintop uh, show in, in Malibu. Mm. Like a little bit in Beautiful. the pandemic, you know, yeah. everything was shut down, and a lot of people came out there. Oh, I remember that. And yeah, I remember. I was following you, and I remember you mentioned that. And you just kind of invited people to show up, right? People would show up, and I didn't know if you know people would or not. But right. it ended up probably like 150, 150 people. Right? Wow! And it was just like that's so amazing. Cool. Like it was just so <laughs> that's awesome. organic. Like yeah, the wind was just blowing. The the speakers were just like you're up on the top of this mountain. I took batteries and powered my speakers, so wow, and it was just like. Resounding over the, the cliffs. Like. Yeah, I remember that, and remember that. And actually, uh, I want I want to plug this in now because you just reminded me. If you're not following Daniel on Instagram, uh, go to his website danielmorrismusic.com or even on TikTok. What's your TikTok, by the way? Daniel Morris Music. Just and real that, simple. Yeah, yeah that one, that's blown up for me recently. Yeah, I have most followers on there now. <laughs> Do you? Okay. Like yeah, ninety thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not surprised. I. Uh, uh, and, and this is a good uh, time to even mention that if you're not on TikTok, get on TikTok, right? Because I know uh, I followed someone else who was not, not against it. I just thought, I think he he didn't think it was going to serve him for his business purposes. Yeah. And someone said, just do TikTok, focus on the same, you know, audience. You don't have to change anything. And of course, there's a little bit of a different way of doing things on TikTok. But he, within like a short amount of time. He had way more followers there than on Instagram. So <laughs> Over like three weeks, I got 90,000 oh, followers. like 500 followers in there. Yeah. When I, and I was like, man, I just got to start posting on there. Like, yeah. I, I kind of was the same way. Like, I, TikTok is just like, too right. young for me. Like, yeah. Exactly. Stupid stuff on there. Like, right. But then I started posting the serenades. Yeah. And, you know, kind of just po- reposting some of those. And that's uh, all. Just went viral. And all of a sudden, I had 90,000 followers on there. Like, like what happened? It's bringing in a lot of new, like, leads. Yeah. A lot of people were seeing me on yeah. go on my website and just trying to book me from just wow. you know, the exposure. Like, anything, yeah. like you said, like, I mean, if you're not on TikTok, definitely yeah. like, get on there. Yeah, and that's a good reminder to me because I'm not currently on TikTok, but I will be, especially when these episodes start airing. I'm going to be on TikTok. But, yeah, because it's, it's a good business move, I would say. And yeah. like you said, it, it brings a different audience. You might have someone who's maybe 14 or 15 that sees you and says, hey, mom, or hey, grandmother, check this guy out. And then you get the, the lead, right? Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, so that's good. So you, yeah, so for the next five or ten years, kind of want to continue doing the same thing, and then you would love to play in like some sort of, you know, let's say a venue like the, I, I call it like me one of the best venues I love is the Hollywood Bowl. So yeah, I'll plug like that, that in. something like that, right? And, and like I said, like doing like random like pop up shows, yeah. like like pop up shows, or like oh my gosh, yeah. or like something like that, yeah. like putting that to the concert. That's cool. That kind of. I mean, yeah. I probably take a lot to, to pull that off, but I think that would be that would be one of my big goals. If anyone out there is listening, and you can connect this man to a, a, an organic uh, field venue, maybe you know, maybe even like somewhere like the Grand Canyon, yeah. 
Hit them up, right? Hit them up. Um, so now we talked a little bit about uh, your twin brother. Um, and I know he plays, now I know, because I, I thought initially he was playing the same instrument. I was like paying attention, but he plays the violin. Um, and how often do you guys play together? Um, pretty often. We have, in 2022, I think we have like four four weddings put together. So oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna be getting together yeah. quite often. I feel like it's awesome. at least like three three times a year. Three times a year. Yeah, you guys get together like and do that? Yeah. He's in Florida and I'm out here. So oh, wow. I mean, I wish Obviously. we coast. Yeah. I wish we lived in the same place and yeah. we do it all the time together. Cause it's, oh, you guys enjoy beautiful weather. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> being in Florida and then you being out here. That's cool. And and I'm sure there's going to be more opportunities for that with your brother. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. um, is there a particular, now I actually, I apologize. I was going to read you, uh, is there a particular venue? But um, you kind of already answered that, I feel, because again, yeah. you, 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 oh, well, let me ask you this. Is there a venue you've already played in? And, and what is that, like your favorite venue where you said, man, so far, up, up, up until this point in my career, this is a very memorable time that I played at this place. Yeah, I think there's maybe a couple. We got kind of in the same vein. Like I played at an elopement, like in the middle of the pandemic in Big Sur. Oh, okay. And yeah. It was, you probably saw the video, yeah. but um, it was on the, on the edge of this cliff. And this couple had their first dance. I took my battery yes. up there. Yeah. Same that thing and played and just like I don't know that moment like was just really nice and, and I was like and this just just confirms more of you know what I want to pursue like I was talking oh, yeah. about like is the the concert and like and that type of mm. venue for me is like just I don't know it takes it to a different level yeah have music plus nature like in that kind of setting that that was one of my most memorable that's memorable for your client. But that's equally memorable for you, for Daniel yeah. Morris, right? Yeah. Because it's a, it's it's one thing to say, hey, I'm there to you know play a gig, and and you want to make sure your customers are satisfied and happy. But it brings a lot of joy to you, which is pretty yeah. cool. And then you're seeking yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And one one other one that was really cool up there is I I got asked to play at the, the Apple Spaceship like grand opening. Oh, that's, that's cool. Steve Jobs, like, yeah. Um, memorial. Yeah. And um, oh wow. And, yeah. So that that was pretty crazy. Lady Gaga was a headliner, so me and this. <laughs> Other guys, saxophone guys, were kind of like playing as people were coming in. Wow, and, like, that, was, that was pretty crazy. That like, is cool. Was that last year? Or? That was a couple of years ago. A couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's that, cool. that was insane. Like, cause you know, it's hard to get into that place. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Top security. And, oh yeah. Like, I mean, I'll probably never get in there again. Like, <laughs> Let's so, get invited. Let's get invited. Invite Daniel again, man. Uh, that's cool. But no, that, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, if you were to give advice to your younger self, what would that be? I think believe in my dreams. Mm. Like I kind of, I kind of for a while after high school, yeah. I took private lessons, and, and after high school, I kind of let some fear of people mm. in my circle. Like they kind of like, are you sure like music? Are you sure you want to go down that road? Like, right. It's a hard road. You know, one in a million that you'll make it. Yeah. Like, are you sure? You know, are you sure you want to, like? And I kind of let that scare me a little bit. Sure. Honestly, and I, I kind of played it safe for a little while. I. Kind of chose to uh, do family business of construction for oh, around eight years. Wow! Yeah, okay, so I kind of stepped away from the music a little bit. Yeah, and um, and really, you know, and went into that. Yeah, and, and wow. kind of played it safe. And I, after you know a few years in that, I was like, man, like this is not my passion. It's yeah. not what I'm made to do. Mm. I realized that pretty quickly, and, <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to 
to follow my dream. That's passion. awesome. Started playing on the street corners yeah. and just trying to get people to listen. And <laughs> it's the best decision I ever did to, wow. to just go for my dreams and yeah. follow my passion. So, yeah. I think so you, I, would, you would tell your younger self, don't believe, don't have fear. Don't have fear. Take the big risk. Yeah. It's like totally worth it. Like I mean, awesome. I wish I would just yeah. you know, not let that fear yeah. come. But, but I mean, it all yeah. plays into my story. But it, it does. And I was going to say, the cool thing about your story is that you didn't let fear sort of, you know, hold you back forever. Right. Yeah. For the, could you imagine Daniel Morris today still in that construction business? You said it yourself. It wasn't my passion. And I'm about passion, following stuff. Here's the thing. I understand that you might be in a situation uh, where, uh, you know, you have a job and you might not be too excited about the job, but it's paying the bills and it's helping you maybe even save some money. I had a guy in college. Uh, he, and this was, you know, 20, oh, like 20 years ago, he mentioned to me and he said, hey, because I was looking for work as a college student. And he yeah. said, hey, you can't be too picky about the job you get. He goes, yeah. you got to get a job yeah. before you get the job. Yeah. And quite honestly, when he said that, I kind of I kind of said, oh, I don't want to hear this guy right now. But he had a point. Yeah. You got to get something that gets you through. But I will say this for our audience, if you're in that in this in you're, you're in those same, you know, shoes and position where you're like, I'm doing something I'm not too excited about. I'm 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 getting by, which is good, but it's just not my passion. Pursue your passion. Don't let fear hold you back because I'm telling you Look, I'm the I'm, in my book. I'm the biggest procrastinator. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, <laughs> we share that in common, brother. I had the idea of this podcast like seven years ago, yeah. and you're probably thinking, "Holy cow, you're worse than me!" <laughs> but you know, I kept letting little things hold me back. Yeah. And now that I once I filmed that first episode, I can't even explain how excited I was. Yeah. Like I, I was almost almost hyperventilating. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. I was like. This was great. Like I, I, I knew for a long time that this is something I wanted everything in my mind to be perfect. You know how when you talk to someone who's young and, and they say, well, before I become a, a parent, I, I want to make sure everything's good. I want to make sure I have the house <laughs> and I have this and I have that. And you tell them, especially if you like you and I were, were, were fathers, right? We're, we're parents. You go, you don't have to have it all together, brother. It, it's just go have faith, right? That it's going to work out. And it, it's kind of the same when you're, when you let fear set in. You know, like you said, you're, you you say, oh, maybe I should go the safe route. And a lot of times that doesn't bring joy and happiness, right? It's amazing. We wouldn't have the amazing talent today. I mean, probably, you know, you'd still be playing the instrument and, and sort of, you know, keeping, freshening up and all that and keeping, you know, hey, because, uh, you know, if you don't play an instrument, I'm guessing you don't practice, you probably start losing some of that skill set. But we, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be where you're at today. So that, to me, that's a, I love this point because you talked about passion and you pursued it. And even after you said, yeah, you know, someone, I, I'm not, you sometimes have people around you, right? Yeah. And that's another point is be careful who's around you. You don't, know, I'll tell you what, if it's family, I'm not saying disown them, but <laughs> absolutely be careful who you share your passions and your dreams with. Yeah. Because you might have people that'll discourage you. You might have someone who, uh, maybe not a family member, maybe someone who says, yeah, maybe like a hater and says, yeah, Danny, you shouldn't pursue that, bro. Yeah. You know, because, and they might have other motives why they're yeah. telling you that. So they might discourage you and all of a sudden you don't want to pursue that passion. So that's a great point, Daniel. I love that. I'm glad you pursued it, by the way. I'm very happy. And millions of people are happy too. Um, now, in your opinion, what percentage of children should pick up an instrument and learn to play an instrument? Like if you can look at, and that's a loaded question, but if you were to give it a number and say, yeah, I think, 
you know, this percentage of children should at least attempt to to learn to play an instrument. I feel like, honestly, everybody should give it a mm. try, like, and see if it's something they're they're gifted at and they yeah. enjoy, and like they're you know, if it's yeah. something they're you know interested in. I think music is, is super powerful, even if you don't do it for a, for a living and, and pursue it full time as a career. Like just having that that creativity and, and, and music, it really does something to your brain, helps you grow and think and expand, I feel like. And for kids, it's, I think it's, I think they should all have an opportunity to at least try and, yeah. and see if they're interested. You know, probably a small percentage will go on to like pursue it, but yeah. So I agree with you. <laughs> I was curious when I when I was writing this down, what, how you would answer that. And I am of the same opinion that everybody should at least try it. Yeah. Right. Like you said, you may not become a Daniel Morris or you may yeah. and you won't know unless you try. And for me, music, uh, you know, it means a lot of things. Uh, one of the things I love about music is uh, that it really helps your creative side of the brain. Yeah. Right. So the way I like to see it is without it, without the music, you still still probably be creative. But I think once you introduce music, I think it starts developing it to a different level, perhaps maximizing that part of yeah. the brain. And then there's the raw emotion side of it where, you know, you might play and then you see someone breaking down and crying and it's, it's just hard to contain that emotion. Can you talk a little bit about the emotion side of it? Because we can talk about creativity all day. That's, yeah. I mean, you're, you're awesome at that. What about that connection that is just so heartfelt and, and real, raw emotion? Yeah, I feel like that, that's, that's hard to explain sometimes. Mm. Like, I mean... Like when you're in the moment, like I was saying, you know, when I'm when I'm in the moment, I feel that happening. Like it's just it's magical, bliss, and it's it's yeah, incredible. Like not every time that I perform, like I feel that, mm. but I feel like people, so many people, reach out to me and say, hey, like the music, make, the music makes me feel something. Yeah, like whether it's joy or peace or um, you know, just bringing them comfort during a hard time or yeah. you know, if, if they're going through an amazing time, it just lifts them up. And, yeah, you know, bring some even more happiness. Like I feel like um, it, it really can support whatever people are going through. Yeah, and it, absolutely. It's, it's super important, you know. I think it brings people so much life. One uh, thought that I just had while you were saying that was, uh, you know, in the Bible, and and, and I'm not going to get too much into the, the the whole, you know, but there is uh, a passage in the Bible where uh, David plays uh, an a string instrument. I believe, yeah. and and he sort of appeases uh, the king, yeah. And I just, to me, that that that's it. Like going back thousands of years, yeah. you have someone who, hey, I don't know if he was distraught or he just wasn't. Maybe he was not doing well up here in the mind, and he had someone, David, right, future King David, playing the instrument. I believe it was the harp, if yeah. I'm mistaken, and that would soothe and calm him down. So it's amazing how we could do so many different things. Yeah. It could bring joy, right? It could be happiness. So uh, that, that's awesome. And we're almost done here, Daniel. <clears throat> how has technology uh, made it easier to learn to play an instrument? Or and, and, and it's kind of a twofold question. So how has technology uh, improved, if you will, or made it easier to learn to play an instrument? And also, um, how has it affected it in terms of reaching out to a larger audience? Yeah, it's really um, the social media aspect and stuff is it just changed the game for smaller artists like me. You know, mm -hmm. like that could never could never have had like a career. Yeah. You know, years ago, when I did everything with just like 
you know, I had to have a label, I had to have like a manager and all that yeah. stuff, everything set up to like even, you know, get get heard. So like it's changed it. it's really made made it possible for me to have a career. I feel that's like awesome. and, and that's that's honestly where I get all my leads is social media and, and all that stuff. I don't, I don't really do any marketing other wow. than just word of mouth and social media. So. Put it out there, people yeah. see it and boom. Yeah, that's or referrals too, I'm yeah, sure. Right? Referrals, yeah. uh, you know, people seeing you play. But yeah, social media is, is super it? powerful. That's awesome. And the other part of the question, like when I was when I was taking lessons and stuff, there wasn't like YouTube videos of, of people right. telling you, you know, yeah. lessons online. Yeah. Um, I I think it's it's really cool that there's so much access to that now. You know, yeah. Can, if they want to, you know, get a, a, a lesson, like there's people that do end up, you know, training online. And, videos and even live you know yeah it's like zoom stuff like yeah so there's a lot of options now i mean i think i do like having an in-person like teacher sure is, is the best absolutely i would yeah. always recommend that because i mean it it, it changed changed my life having have a private teacher yeah it's just like one-on-one -on -one. like oh yeah i, I think that's coaching why, right yeah, yeah that's that's why i met i and today i think yeah. without him i, I wouldn't wouldn't have have the career that I have today. Oh, without a doubt. So, yeah, I think it's super important. I, I think it's cool, you know, that, that yeah. you have access to, to other stuff. But I think in person is, is yeah. definitely the way to go. Oh, I agree <laughs> with you. And you don't know this, but my son and daughter actually have a piano teacher. That and and for the last better part of almost two years now, they've been they've been uh, via Zoom. Wow. So and I have to tell you, I agree that in person is always best, right? Uh, but. The, the improvement they both have made has been astonishing. I mean, it's been great. And quite honestly, when I first thought of the idea, I thought, well, it'll at least keep them busy. It'll keep them going, and they won't lose some of that skill set. But it's actually, they've done better in the last almost two years than any time prior to that. Wow. And again, I don't think it takes away from the in-person. I just think they're a little bit older now. And for some reason, it works. So if you're out there, you're thinking, you know, I, there's a virtual teacher, piano teacher, or any other instrument work. I'm going to say yes because yeah. with our children, it's it's been phenomenal for them. That's so I, that's, that's, a, cool. that's kind cool. of going back to the question of technology, right? That's technology cool is absolutely serving. Yeah, that's super cool here. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I haven't seen that as much because I'm, I'm, I don't do any teaching. I yeah. just do performing. So right. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen the results of, of how how that is. So it's good to hear. Like, yeah. it's not that effective because I mean, I I would have thought you know just with with how I was trained and stuff like it, it would be a lot harder to, to get improvement. I think I think part of it is, it, look, it, it, just like commitment that it takes for you to practice and follow up, our, our children do that. And I think that's part of the success is, yeah. but the lessons are all done virtually. Um, but I will tell you this, it, 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 uh, without those practices, right? Yeah. So there's, they usually do 30 minutes to an hour lesson, uh, and then they practice about an hour a day. Yeah. Uh, in addition to their lesson. So I, again, I want to make it clear, you've got to put in the work because without it, it's like anything, whether you're in, you know, if you're working out or in sports or your career, the more you do something, the better you get at it. And, and you got to put in the work, right? You got to put in the practice. So, but it does work. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe one day you'll, you'll start, I don't know, you're too busy, but you, you might start giving lessons or something. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Reach out. Man. Yeah. Oh, you have already? A lot of people ask me if I teach. So yeah. I just, I'm so busy with yeah. the I'm like, that's kind of what I'm focused on. But yeah. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Yeah. Or you start a program or something. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. Like a class. Like just, yeah. That's awesome. And then um, I know that you've played in many events and various occasions. We've talked about this a little bit. Um, 
Can you mention one of your favorite stories? I mean, you did mention like the play. That's probably the one I'm thinking, right? Or just a a time where you played for someone and, and it's become one of your favorite. Maybe not the favorite, but one of your favorite stories of when you played for someone. Yeah, yeah. There's one particularly that that has touched a lot of people and was super special. Yeah. Um, I was playing for this this older couple's 67th anniversary. Mm, yeah. And, they were just the sweetest couple, like, I mean. And that's still, uh, it's still available via Instagram yeah, and, and yeah. I'm sure probably TikTok now, right? Yeah, that one, yeah. man, I don't know, that moment, like, I'm mm. so glad we captured it on, yeah. on, on video. Yeah. Um, my wife was just randomly, like, came to, came with me to that one and, wow. and got lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't go to all of them, but that yeah. one was, like, close to us. Yeah. And that couple, I don't know, their, their love story and their, their love for each other just, like, radiated. And it's awesome. just you could just tell they poured into that relationship for you know sixty seven years, and it's just like man, you could feel it. Yeah. And like to play for them and, and see their like how it, how it blessed them, yeah. and how much it meant to them. Like that was super super special. Probably probably one of the most meaningful moments oh, of my amazing. career was that. And then to see how that video and and has reached so many people. And yeah. People have felt that moment along with. With them, like it's, I mean, it's, it's been incredible. And when you post a video and you see how quickly it, the numbers go up, right? The viewing and it gets shared and reshared, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, this video had a big impact, right? Uh, and that's probably what happened with this video. It probably yeah. quickly yeah. took off. And I know which one you're talking about because yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, and it that is. One, yeah. In particular, like it just keeps going viral. Like every, Still. Time, I, every time I post it, like it yeah. just blow again. Like yeah, it's, it's, that's like, it's like a, a, a video that yeah. just like people uh, enjoy watching. Yeah, it's it's, it's, like, it's such a great story. I mean, yeah. married six seven years, you see the the, the real true love right yeah. when you're looking at the video as you're playing. That's awesome. And the song like was "Can't Help Falling in Love." Like somehow randomly, yeah, that was the one I was playing when they when it came out. Like wow, that, like their their daughter and family set it up. They, wow. Like last minute, they called like midnight. The, or they were texting me midnight the day before, and they said, "Hey, can you go do this?" And I was like, "Sure!" Like they didn't even tell me the songs they wanted. Wow! So I showed up, and I was just like, I just kind of have a feeling of the mm. ones I should play. Yeah. And, and after I was done, I played like six or seven songs. Yeah. And they, they said, "Man, like all those songs you played were like our songs. They really meant something to us." Wow. I didn't even know. This was like, meant to just be. Like, it was so meant to be. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Reaction in that song playing. Yeah. It was just like it was that's great. Yeah. That's awesome, brother. We're we're winding down here. Um, this is the, our last question here. Tell us a little bit about how when you play. Actually, I have two questions because I, I thought of another one here I want to ask you. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about how when you played recently for a man who not only lost his job but was battling a horrible disease. And I think that was pretty recent. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, was a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had a. Somebody that had seen me on, on Instagram mm -hmm. doing the serenades, and they said, "Hey, like I'm off a lot of money, but my my father-in-law is like got you know lost his job and he's battling this disease." She didn't say what disease it was, but um, I just felt like man, like he, he really needs to be uplifted through music. Like I'll just yeah. I'll just go do it, and, you know, just be blessing. Yeah. Hopefully the musical you know means something to him and, and help him mm. to get through this tough time. So I went and did that and. It really lifted his spirits. Like wow. you could just tell, like yeah. it, it, it made it meant the world to him. That's and awesome. That just gave him a little bit of hope to, yeah. to keep going and yeah. keep, keep you know keep the spirits up. Even going dark time. Like, yeah, and going back to what we talked about already, how music affects and can even 
how music affects and can even change someone's. Again, it may not take away that hurt, but it, it at least kind of soothes it and gives them a little bit of hope. Like yeah. that. Really, that's awesome. I've seen that so many times. Yeah. Ceremonies. Now, I do want to ask you one last question. This is truly the last question. That Super Bowl ad yeah. with Dodge, right? So I, if I recall, you had mentioned that you had to, somebody had to get permission, right? From, was it Charlie? Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels. Uh, they went down in Georgia, you know, we used his song. Yeah, so. yeah. tell us a little bit about that. How was that experience? Uh, was there a lot of planning for all that? How did all that work out? It was really wild. Like, it was very last minute. Like, it was <laughs> oh, like, your next, by the way, I'm noticing you're, you're good at, at taking last minute situations and just, <laughs> when you see the when you see the product, you're like, "There's no way he did this last minute. It's so yeah. perfect." Yeah, yeah. I think but, it was probably maybe like a week before the Super Bowl. Wow! When yeah. they reached out to you? Yeah. When they reached out. So <laughs> when they um, wow. when they figured out the Rams were going to be in it, like Dodge yeah. Ram, like it kind of oh, that sense. makes sense. Yeah. So I think they're kind of waiting to see if that was you know. So when they going to happen? Yeah. So when they they reached out probably like a week before and and a, a day before like. Or like two days before I yeah. filmed it, and they said, "Hey, can you like be down here in LA, like, and you know, a couple of days to film this?" And I was like, "Sure, I got canceled some other small day." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was super last minute. It was awesome. We just wow. you know, went down. It was there. a rooftop, right? It was a rooftop. Yeah. They they said, "Hey, Charlie Daniels, his only only request is for you to to play the gold fiddle." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And so they. Um, it was so last minute, we, they just bought like this cheap, like almost toy violin, and they spray painted it gold. And I was playing on this thing, like we barely play. <laughs> so I was gonna <laughs> say, how, how are you concerned with the quality? And well, yeah, it was, like overdubs. So, yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. yeah, it wasn't the yeah. live sound. From sure, that wasn't, so it was pre yeah. pre recorded. Gotcha, so, that makes but, sense. Like, but you still actually I mean, played I still it. haven't tried it. So to make it look like I was playing that this thing would not barely play. That's awesome. That's a cool story. Brother, I am so generally happy for you and your success. And uh, and honestly, you, I'm one of those thousands that you bless with your music. That's why I wanted Daniel on the show, man, because I wanted to get even more exposure. You know, I, I want I want to see that hopefully, maybe even this year, you're at the Grand Canyon playing. That would be awesome. I, I actually believe that's going to happen. I really do. I have a feeling... Just the way things haven't happened in your life, brother, because you, you let that, you let, and I'm not saying you don't ever have fear. We all go through moments where we have fear. But you took that big fear of pursuing this passion, and you said, I'm going to kick it out of the way, and I'm going to move forward. And that that's going to bring more success, and I know it'll bring more. So happy for you and your family, brother. Hey, follow him on TikTok. Follow him on Instagram. And also DanielMorrisMusic.com. Daniel, thanks for being on the show, brother. Thanks, Good luck with everything. Awesome. Take care. Yes, sir. Thank you.